Okay, hello everyone. Excited to bring on our, as our next podcast guest, Steve Brabs from DuPont, product and application technology leader, as well as IP, IP manager. And we go over a variety of things. First and foremost, what is Tyvek? All the features that make it so special, all the different applications that Tyvek is incorporated into, the market drivers that are pushing Tyvek, particularly in active packaging healthcare areas. We go into, from an engineer's perspective, um, all the considerations on specifying Tyvek, the regulatory support behind Tyvek, the sustainability elements of Tyvek. So if you want to improve your understanding of uh, that Tyvek substrate, then this is the podcast for you. So without further ado, I bring you Steve Brabs from DuPont. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Better Product Solutions Podcast. Excited to have Steve Brabs join us from DuPont. I'll let Steve introduce himself here. And so, Steve, your title, which we were just talking about, Product and Application Technology Leader with an asterisk with IP Manager, so a big role at uh, DuPont. So I'll uh, first off, thanks for coming, Steve. And I know we've had some pre-meetings, so it's nice to have you on the podcast. So, Steve. Tell us about yourself and your role at DuPont. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, yes, as you say, I'm. my role is uh, covers two different kinds of areas. Uh, one is to do with intellectual property, managing IP for, uh, for the Tyvek uh, business. Uh, but the other thing that I've done most of my career is looking for cool things to do with Tyvek and problems we can solve with, with this uh, material. I'm a chemist, a PhD in uh, uh, organic chemistry, and uh, all my career I've worked in material science, and I've been with DuPont now for 34 years, and in that time I've worked in R&D, tech service, manufacturing, even marketing for a little while. Um, but all the time it's really been to do with what can we do with, with this Tyvek material. Yep, and 34 years is uh, noble. And I think uh, I'd put you in the category of world-class subject and world-class expert in DuPont material. So, yeah. so Tyvek, I think not, you know, everyone might have a different kind of feeling of what Tyvek is because it's been around for a long time, but people see it in all these different applications. So if we kind of just bring it back to basics, Tyvek 101, what is, what is Tyvek? Why is it important? And maybe start with like the main kind of features of of Tyvek. For someone who doesn't know anything about Tyvek, it's like what makes it what makes it so special in terms of like it's this Tyvek and it's so paramount. Well at kind of a stupid level, it's just HDPE, high density polyethylene. That's all. But the magic of our process gives it some kind of uh, unusual properties, shall we say. So we take the HDPA and we make it into fibers which have a very unique uh, structure. They're not simple round fibers. They have a special shape. They're a wide range of different fiber sizes in the mix, and they're all kind of connected to each other into something a little bit like a spider's web. Uh, and then we lay those down in layers to build up a sheet structure and bond them together in different ways. And what we end up with is a material that combines three things in a, a very unusual way, strength, uh, breathability, so the ability to allow gases to pass through, but barrier properties at the same time. So they will keep out water, dust, dirt, particles, and, and so forth. So it's that combination of 
um, strength for the weight of the material. It's very lightweight material, but it's relatively strong for, for it, given its uh, weight. Uh, breathability and uh, barrier properties, which is kind of unique. You can achieve the same sorts of properties in other ways, but you always have to laminate different materials together to achieve those properties uh, separately. So you might have a very good uh, barrier breathable membrane, but it's too fragile to use. So you have to laminate it to something to strengthen it. Or you might have something which has big holes in it, which lets lots of gas flow through, but it has lousy barrier properties because the holes are too big. So you're always trying to play this game of balancing different properties. In Tyvek, you get them all in what's a sweet spot for a lot of applications, not for everything, but for a lot of applications, it's a sweet spot in the middle. And you were, you're asking about where people would, would know the, the material, where it's used. Um, one of the commonest ones, particularly for a US audience, people driving around, you'll see buildings wrapped up in this white sheet material, Tyvek home wrap. <coughs> um, that's where we're using the Tyvek uh, to protect the building from uh, the rain, essentially. Uh, so if some siding comes off or if there's a gap opens up somewhere, it keeps the interior of the building dry, but still allows moisture vapor from inside the building to escape or to exchange inside and out to have a comfortable environment. And so all the timber in the building doesn't rot. It uh, keeps it dry. That's very important. Uh, so that's one that people will be maybe familiar with uh, in, from the day-to-day -day lives. Uh, the other one that you'll have seen a lot in the news recently, particularly as we uh, come out of the COVID crisis, uh, people going around in these white suits with hoods, um, same idea. It's a Tyvek is being used in those sorts of applications, not just in medical context, but for any sort of industrial environment where people are exposed to hazardous materials, it keeps them protected, but at the same time, they, they can respire, their sweat can evaporate through the Tyvek, so you don't feel like you're wearing a plastic bag and you're hot and sweaty and uncomfortable, so you can wear it for an eight-hour shift and still uh, feel reasonably good at the end of it. So those are the two biggest areas from, from a day-to-day -day sort of uh, lifestyle. The other one is uh, that, that's big for us is medical packaging, uh, where the Tyvek is used to form part of a package where you have some medical device inside, which could be anything from a syringe uh, to um, a pacemaker. So it's a wide range of different sorts of medical devices. But the device has to be sterilized. Uh, so it's put into the package and sealed, and then a sterilizing gas can pass through uh, the Tyvek kill any bacteria or viruses that are inside that package and then be evacuated away afterwards. And bugs can't get back through the Tyvek to contaminate the inside anymore. So it remains sterile for the lifetime of that package until a doctor or nurse peels the package open and has a sterile piece of equipment ready to be used on the patient. And that's where it's getting closer to the kind of active packaging area the same kind of uh, properties are required. You need it to be mechanically robust to form part of a, a structure which has to survive being handled and used. But at the same time, you need to allow gases to pass through, but to keep dirt, contamination, anything else uh, on the right side of it. On the outside, it might be on the inside. It depends on how it's being used. But uh, uh, that's the, the balance of properties that are needed there. Yeah, and, we, and I would love to go back and learn more about the history of just 
what problem initially was solved in the journey of the R&D to get this entire Tyvek product kind of developed. But we don't have time for that in this podcast. But man, it's just it's it's amazing how that one's that one particular this particular substrate has such a wide array of uses. But yeah, I agree. Mostly people driving by see it wrapped in the house. But obviously, we're going to talk more about the healthcare applications and the growth in the medical packaging. But on the medical packaging, and not you know, not everyone's a nurse, so they're not opening these things up in the hospital environment. Um, but when when they're opened, obviously there's a seal, you know, around the package. Yep. So can you talk about you know the the sealing techniques that are that are in these applications? What are some of the different types of way to seal these things to make that on the healthcare side um, bonded to you know the package uh, with, that has the instrument inside that you spoke of? Well, one way that's been quite common and has been used for for many years is to coat the Tyvek with a sealant material that has a lower melting point than the Tyvek itself. So that with heat, it can be um, kind of welded to the rest of the package. Uh, of course, you have to do that in a way that doesn't close off the structure of the Tyvek so that it loses its breathability. Um, so that can be done by either by having a coating which is inherently porous in some way or by not applying the coating everywhere. You apply little dots or a pattern or a grid or something to leave some of the Tyvek structure open. But you have enough of this glue, if you like, uh, in the sealing area to, to form a seal. That's kind of the oldest approach. And uh, something we're probably going to come on to is what, what the drivers and trends for the future. One trend is to try, wherever possible, to move away from that because we want to try to have packages which are as recyclable as possible for the future as we move towards a more sustainable um, a supply chain where materials are reused as much as possible or re reusable. Uh, so to avoid having mixed materials in the package, to try to just use the Tyvek and put the glue uh, into the other part of the package, which would be the, uh, the, the tray or the pouch or whatever, something that's uh, a film layer, um, which has a surface layer, which, which forms that bond as well, or even to have a, um, an, an all polyethylene structure uh, that would be the holy grail for the future so that the entire package is recyclable in in one uh, one material stream well let's uh, talk more let's talk more about that sustainability because i mean obviously there's trends in um remote patient monitoring you know that there's more home-based healthcare that people are expecting to bring some of these um you know what is it surgeries that can be done I forget the word, but in essence, more portable at home type applications. So, so in terms of the sustainability, can you talk to you know, people might not associate Tyvek as much with sustainability, or maybe they do, but what makes Tyvek so sustainable? Um, there's a couple of factors to it. The first thing is that it's just polyethylene on its own. Now, once you build it into a package, it can be mixed materials and become more complex. But the Tyvek itself is just polyethylene, which is a highly recyclable material. So as long as it's clean and not contaminated with anything else, it can go through traditional um, recycling processes, provided the infrastructure and the logistics are there to collect it and bring it back to a, a recycling center so that it can be used. So it has an inherent recyclability on its own. Um, the other, uh, another aspect is this lightweight strength. 
aspect to it. Because it's so strong for its weight, you can get away with using less material uh, to make the package in the first place. If you design it with Tyvek, you can make a system which is less material is used to make it, which is inherently reducing its footprint, uh, not only in that you're using less um, embodied carbon in that uh, packaging material, but also you're transporting less material around um, in, throughout the whole supply chain. Uh, so you're using yet less fuel to, uh, uh, to do that transport as well. So those are two uh, direct aspects of, of Tyvek today. For the future, uh, we want to move in a direction where there is more recycled carbon in the Tyvek itself. We're only just beginning that journey today, but the first step was taken quite recently, uh, just a few weeks ago. We achieved ISCC plus certification for our Luxembourg site, where, where we produce Tyvek. That's a, a mass balance uh, approach to, to this, where you have some traditional fossil fuels source materials going into making the polyethylene that's then used to make Tyvek, and that's all accounted for. Uh, but increasing the future, more uh, recovered or recycled materials will go back into making the polyethylene that we, or making the ethylene that's used to make the polyethylene that we then use to make Tyvek. This is a long-term journey over many years, but we put the first brick in that uh, uh, wall of having the measure to be able to see, as we develop in the future, more and more recycled carbon being used uh, in making Tyvek. But because and it's as I say, we did that for the Luxembourg site, and we hope that next year that will come also for our manufacturing site in the US in in uh, Richmond, Virginia. But because it's a mono material, and I think it hit. You know, I think you mentioned that uh, it's going to hit the number two on the the number yeah. two in the triangle or whatever. So if you're a design. If you're in the process of designing some packaging for a, and usually single-use disposable would get a bad rap because it's single-use disposable, but if you're designing in mind, um, knowing that it's a mono material, you could design that recyclability into the life cycle life cycle of the product and have that intentionally be in some recycle bin to come back through the through the supply chain, right? Uh, exactly. Uh, single-use disposable is going to be bad, but single-use recyclable stops being single use at the end of the day. You, you only use it once on that occasion, but if the materials are then collected and go back around to be reused again in some other form or are recycled into some other products because uh, it's not always uh, so easy to, to do it in one step, um, at least it enables that if you have materials which are monomaterials or can be easily separated into monomaterials um in those recycling streams and we have started recently working with with hospitals uh and hospital networks to try to uh educate and put the logistics in place with our partners to to enable that uh point of use separation so that the materials can go back around and be, be used again that's great. So we mentioned medical, you mentioned active and intelligent. Just a quick shout out for food safety. Can you speak to some of the um, use of Tyvek and food safety applications and some of the drivers and the food safety side of the of that equation? Yeah, well, we've seen a lot of development starting to uh, to happen in that area. Part of it driven around 
just general food safety, so tighter regulations around the world about what um, is used to protect food, uh, the amount of packaging used, having the minimum amount of packaging materials used to protect the food, because you have to balance on the one side the food safety, on the other side, food waste. Um, you can uh, send food products out with no packaging, but you're going to lose a lot through the supply chain because it just doesn't uh, keep very well and and can become actually dangerous because it will have bacteria that are growing it and uh, and so forth. So there's a balance to be had there. If you go to no packaging, you're going to have more food waste and you're going to have more illness uh, caused by food that's gone bad. On the other hand, you can overpackage and um, have a lot of packaging waste generated on that side. So there's that's where a balance has to be be found. And Tyvek has a role to play there. We've had um, inquiries recently about things like um, using Tyvek in freshness detection labels. So labels which change color or have some sort of indication where the food has reached a stage where maybe it's no longer safe to eat or should be eaten up quickly. Um, and uh, the Tyvex role there is in protecting the food from the chemicals that are in the ink so that they don't contaminate the, the food, but are still allowing access to the gases that are generated in the packages. The food matures, ages, and eventually becomes unsafe to, uh, to eat. That's a, one example, but there are many other ways you can achieve it. Uh, uh, as you well know. Yeah, sure. And, and of course, this podcast is kind of aimed toward that that product team that's looking to either launch, scale, you know, improve one of the existing products that they either already have. So you've already talked a little bit about the, you know, the what makes up the Tyvek material in the beginning. But if you're an engineer and you, you want to consider specifying Tyvek into a design, what are some of the considerations that that engineer should have as they're working their way through specifying the right Tyvek solution for their either active and intelligent, medical, you know, food package, all the above? What are some considerations that they should that they should be having? Um, well, the first thing, of course, is to be realistic. Tyvek is wonderful stuff, but it, it can't do everything. Um, uh, we talk about it being a barrier, but it's it's not a barrier in the way that a lot of packaging engineers mean. Mean it doesn't keep water vapor out, it doesn't keep carbon dioxide out, it doesn't keep oxygen out. It's not a barrier in that sense. It's a barrier in in other ways. Nor can we make it transparent. A lot of packaging designers want to be able to see the product, and Tyvek is inherently white, and you can color it other colors, but you can't have it transparent. It would lose its properties if you tried to do that. So we have to be realistic about the boundaries of what Tyvek can do. Um, but the, the main thing to think about here is how are you using this package to manage your risks? Uh, uh, and if uh, you really need to be very confident that you have regulatory compliance um, around food contact, around pharmaceutical contact, wh whatever the application is, um, then DuPont's a good place to come for that because we we have the quality systems and we have the the testing in place and we can provide the information needed to enable an engineer to confidently design a package that way. But also, don't just go and grab any Tyvek style. You need to come and talk to us about which ones uh, have the right certifications for what kinds of applications. And when you're looking to produce this functional barrier, which will prevent the nasties from getting through, 
but still allow some interaction between what's in the the active part of the package and the package space where you're trying to protect something. Um, that functional barrier, that's where um, the, the Tyvek comes in to, to have its role. And finally, to think about by using Tyvek, because of this combination of properties, strength, breathability, but with some barrier properties, how can you use that to design the package in maybe a different way that will reduce the cost, reduce the amount of materials used, uh, and add an additional functionality that you couldn't otherwise have? I remember, well, I was looking at a, pre, a quote I had written down on one of our uh, one of our calls prior to this, and you said when you... You said, quote, when you buy Tyvek, you also buy the regulatory information. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I you, think you buy to that. our knowledge and expertise and our, our, our support, our quality systems that, uh, that deliver that. It's not yeah. just polyethylene. Right. A lot, lot of reference materials that an engineer can reference with the specification documents and the regulatory yes. information that DuPont's put together to aid in their journey. Of the, of Which is always the changing, of course, because the, regula the regulations develop. It's different in different regions, so we have to continually put in effort to to keep up to date with with what the requirements are. Yeah, and that that um, what's that contraption you had that you could squeeze the yeah that uh, whole barrier this, thing, right? I mean, this is a nice way to summarize. This is my little bit yeah. of show and tell here to summarize right. the properties. We have a piece of Tyvek material here separating two chambers. So if I turn this over, you'll see that there's water in this top part. So you have this barrier property. The water doesn't run through. There's no leakage. And this water layer here could be a, a meter high and there wouldn't be enough pressure to cause the water to, to come through. And yet, if I apply just a little bit of pressure here, you see the bubbles come out and the gases pass through. That's essentially what Tyvek does in one easy demonstration. There you go. Whoever's listening is going to have to go look at the video version of this to see the yes, the cool yes. you demo. Might need that to here, look at the but, video for the last few, yeah, uh, few yeah, seconds the of this, yeah, pic this podcast. Picture of uh, water and air bubbles flowing through, but not but but no water, no water flowing through. So I appreciate I appreciate that, Steve. I mean, that's um obviously there's a lot there. Um, all the different uses. I I ran through all my questions, Steve. Is there anything else that you want to add in terms of um, any of a technical person listening or anybody listening that that we haven't covered on Tyvek that you feel like you you, you want to mention? Um, the main thing is, if you have a neat idea and you think Tyvek might be helpful, come and talk to us because we really like to collaborate with people. Uh, we want, I, I'm the intellectual property manager, we need to protect what we do. So if we invent something new or a development or an improvement for a particular application, we want to be sure that we don't get copied. But we also want to make sure that you get your payout for your innovation as our customer and that uh, we deliver a product to you that enables you to deliver something new to your customers down the road. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, to mention, you know, there's a converter network, obviously, out there also, TapeCon, one of them, where we source DuPont materials. And then if there's personalization, whether it's branding or specialty coatings or or whatever, slitting, that's where the converter network comes in on the DuPont side. So when you add in that innovation, I guess you can do it some pretty neat stuff. It always gets interesting when there's the three people all sitting around the table, the end user with the the, the application the converters with the technology to, to put pieces together and the raw material suppliers like, like ourselves 
then we can be very productive and come up with yeah. something uh, yeah. where everybody has a win. Yeah, and the rum, and of course, as you mentioned before, you have all the regulatory information. You're not only supplying the raw materials, supplying, you're supplying all of the relevant information that's required to get through a lot of the compliance hurdles or answer the questions that need to be answered and yeah. prove the efficacy. Great. All right. Well, Steve, thank you uh, for coming on. Any last parting words that you want to impart? Otherwise, we'll close. Just that it's been a pleasure. And if I can help anybody out with more information, then you know where to find me. Okay. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it.